Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in, everybody, to Believe in the Wolfpack. I am your host, Luke Nichols. And this is brought to you by Believe Network. This will be the NC State podcast, your number one source for all things NC State football, basketball, and even recruiting news. I'm all, I'm I'm very into recruiting. I love looking ahead. I love seeing kind of what the future of NC State football and basketball can be. So we'll be talking about that a lot. Maybe not so much today. We got a lot to go over today. But first things first, I just want to thank Believe Network for allowing me and giving me this opportunity to bring back the NC State podcast. I'm so excited for it. I'm just ready to get into it. I whew, the last real few days, and especially 24 hours for NC State and the college sports world, have been a whirlwind. So let's just get just j- jump right into it. NC State. It was announced yesterday after the big college football playoff announcement, which we will also get to. It was announced that NC State will play in the Pop Tart Bowl, the very first Pop Tart Bowl. They will take on Kansas State. I believe it's December 30th, I want to say. They'll take on Kansas State. Kansas State this year, 8-4 and four on the year, 6-3 and three in the conference, in the Big 12 conference. NC State, 9-3, and three, of course, and 6-2 and two in their conference. NC State finished 18th in the college football playoff rankings because, you know, AP Paul kind of goes out the window towards the end of the year. And Kansas State finished 25th in the final college football playoff ranking so nc state they you know had they ended very strong five straight wins to close out the year a good win against north carolina taking down drake may the most likely a top five pick in this upcoming draft i want to say top five feels safe at least in my mind and 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 really Overall, they hung in a lot of games this year. They had the Duke game where he only put up three, yeah. But for the most part, you were picked fourth in the preseason poll. You finish, I believe it was third in the ACC. Yeah, you finished third in the ACC, so not bad. You have the Pop-Tart Bowl coming up. It's the very first Pop-Tart Bowl. It used to be, I believe it was the Champs Bowl years ago, the Foot Locker Bowl, but with all the bowl games nowadays. I mean, who's keeping track? I'm still pretty sure that there's the the it's the San Diego County Credit Union Tax Slayer Bowl, Cheez It Bowl. It's ridiculous. It's way too many names. It just it, it it's just keep it simple. Pop Tarts Bowl. You get the Pop Tarts Bowl. You also have a mascot who's going to be made as an actual Pop Tart that you're going to get to eat if you win the game. So that's a very good incentive if I'm NC State to you know try to get a win here. Just <laughs> The most, it's ridiculous. I love it though. I love it. Like, how did the Cheez It Bowl not think of this? But the Pop Tarts Bowl, thinking ahead here, you win the game, go take a bite out of the mascot. I'm hoping that 
He's one of my few favorite flavors that I will discuss later in this show, maybe towards the end, because it's a Pop-Tart Bowl. I got to list off. I got to give you my favorite Pop-Tarts here. But it, that, that game's coming up. You know, being a bowl game, you never know who's going to play, who's going to sit. I would imagine that most of the team will play, but we heard yesterday already that a few guys around the around the country are going to sit out of their bowl games, like Caleb Williams, most likely the first uh, first overall pick in the NFL draft. He will be sitting in his game. And even er- earlier today, we had some transfer news. So there's already a few players that announced that they will be transferring. I imagine that this not really disqualifies them, but we can just assume that they will not be in the Pop-Tarts Bowl playing for NC State. MJ Morris, the quarterback that started a few games this year, he's announced that he's transferring. And even the way that he put it, he basically said that there's no bad blood between him and NC State and his coaches and his teammates and the and, and the program overall. They just wanted to go in a different direction, and so did he. So it's pretty much a mutual parting, almost in a sense of like – in the NFL or the NBA, if a player gets bought out of their contract, that's kind of what I'm equaling this to. And that's how I'm thinking of it. Because it didn't feel like, ooh, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm, I'm out of here. It was more just like, eh, I want to, you know, test the free agency waters and kind of go on from here. Which, that brings me to a point that I was going to make, but I might as well do it now. The, the, the transfers in college football now it's so much more it's so much more significant there's so many more transfers you can play within a year it's so easy to transfer and just hop on a team within the next year and it's like there's no repercussions whatsoever it's pretty much the 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 college version of free agency which honestly i kind of love i with all the changes in the ncaa and with college football specifically I like seeing the transfers because there there could be a guy that, you know, transfers from wherever. Let's say he transfers from Alabama and he goes to and he goes to LSU. And it's like, oh great, cool. We have he's gonna go to LSU. Can't wait to see him next year. Then you gotta wait a full year. It used to be you have to wait a full year. That was terrible. Nowadays you can transfer and boom, pick up right there. You can like Caleb Williams or not Caleb Williams. Oh, uh Uyugalole from uh Oregon State. He's gonna transfer again. Wherever he goes, he can pick up with that team immediately. And even Caleb Williams a few years ago when he transferred from Oklahoma to USC, he picked that up right away. So I love it. I think it's a great idea. Best of luck to MJ Morris. People are already speculating Georgia Tech and Nebraska, but that's just because when he was the four-star prospect out of high school, the final three, I saw it on Twitter earlier today, uh, the picture, the old picture of his final three that had NC State, Georgia Tech, and Nebraska. Just from a, a, an MJ Morris fan and just hoping that he succeeds wherever he goes from that standpoint, I would like to see him, you know, I, I don't, now don't get me wrong. I doubt these are going to be the only two options, but Nebraska would be interesting with Matt Rule out there. This year it was kind of tough to try and really get a good a good first year under your belt if you're Matt Rule for any first year college coach it's always tough to you know really start out hit the ground running and you know oh we're gonna you know be dominant year one so it might take more time and we saw Matt Rule at Temple nearly nearly beating Notre Dame that one year getting the Baylor job succeeding at Baylor the NFL a different beast regardless he was a coach in the NFL impressive 
back at Nebraska now, give him another year, give him two years, and I think Nebraska in in the new Big Ten, I think Nebraska will be just fine out there in, in the Big Ten if they keep the Big Ten West years down the line. I Nothing is certain in college sports anymore. But yeah, MJ Morris, one of the transfers, and then we also have, leaving the Wolfpack, Jaleel Davis, Christopher Scott, and Joshua Crabtree. So best of luck to all of them. You never know if there's going to be more guys that announced. I mean, today was really the first day. Sunday was the first day, I guess. So we're still very early in this kind of transfer period of uh, guys who entering the portal, guys who are, you know, uh, thinking, eh, never mind, I'm going to come back. Because there's always a chance that these guys could just come right back. You never know. Um, And at the same time, NC State, the Wolfpack isn't going to be the only team that's losing players. Everybody's entering the portal nowadays. Like I mentioned, Dylan Gabriel just en- entered the portal from Oklahoma. I There was the report today, trust me. I got excited just thinking about it, how uh, Quinn Ewers is supposed to be staying at Texas with Arch Manning sitting there right behind him. And even this year, how Arch Manning was listed as the – technically he was listed as the third-string quarterback. Shocking. Only a freshman, but – Still, you got the last name Manning, you kind of automatically get at least QB2 <laughs> in a sense. But I was thinking, ooh, maybe, you never know. Maybe he just jumps around. Maybe maybe comes here. Who knows? But I I was just kind of thinking, I was just thinking maybe he jumps ship and goes somewhere else. Like how Dylan Gabriel just left, like I just said. Maybe Arch Manning sees, oh, Oklahoma, great offense. Let me head over there. I can start right away. Whereas Texas... Texas being in the college football playoff this year, and if they do, in fact, get yours back next year, they would be crazy not to start him. It doesn't matter who you have behind you. You had your most successful year since the Vince Young era, I want to say. Yeah, since the Vince Young era, and you get your quarterback back? I, I You have to start him no matter what. It, it doesn't matter who's behind him. It doesn't matter. You have to give him that starting job again. So... I'm very interested to see who NC State can kind of get through the portal, who can, you know, just who wants to join because it was a great year for for NC State football. You get a bowl game, you only lose three games, you go six and two in the conference. I mean, that's a fantastic year. That is a fantastic year. I, I, and there's there's going to be more teams coming to the ACC, so maybe I believe it's um, – the realignment is still confusing to me, so I may leave a team out. But Stanford, Cal, and ooh, I know I'm missing one. But Stanford and Cal I know are the two uh, kind of bigger names, I want to say, uh, coming to the ACC. So maybe being in the ACC, they get a bigger draw, maybe less of a draw. So, again. Like I said, it's still very early. We have plenty of time to figure this out. And even then, already have some some big recruits that have committed. They got four, or no, pardon me, three four-star recruits and a bunch of three-stars. And again, I, I, <laughs> I, you can go look on 24-7 yourself, but I don't really want to get into too many specifics because just like the transfer portal, how many times have we seen some seen somebody commit and then right before the deadline or throughout the year they're thinking mm, maybe maybe I don't want to 
maybe I don't want to go there. Maybe I want to go somewhere else. Let me just say, mm, just kidding, and commit elsewhere. So actually, just as for right now, Terrell Anderson, the receiver out of Grimsley, six foot three, one eighty four. He's a four star recruit. Has a ninety two rating on twenty four seven Sports. Jonathan Paler. He's listed as an athlete. I always love seeing guys listed as athletes. He's five nine and a half, also a four-star recruit. And then Ronnie Royal the third, another four-star recruit, also listed as an athlete, also five nine and a half. He is from Alabama. So those are the only guys that I really kind of get into right now because I don't want to, you know, start banking on uh, you know, these three and the rest of them coming in and really like, oh, let's go. Because you never know. You really never know. But as of right now, I'm very excited to have those three guys next year. And of course, we'll be kind of walking through recruiting throughout the year because it recruiting never sleeps. The sports world never sleeps, but the recruiting process and recruits committing, decommitting and whatnot, that really never sleeps. You never know when that's going to happen. I think the official signing day, I think we still have a two months is usually in february two three months until the official signing day so like i said plenty of time but as for right now nc state football we'll get into more about the ball game and the pop tart ball of course because it's so good of all the terrible ball names to get the pop tart ball is great that's right up there with the cheese it ball i mean the rose ball is iconic don't get me wrong the cotton ball is iconic orange ball and whatnot but since we've gotten to these ridiculous ball names the pop tart ball is it's incredible. I I love it. I love it. We're going to get into that more down the line as, you know, we just come closer to the bowl game itself. And But as for right now, pause for a moment and get right into basketball. All right. Welcome back in. So getting into NC State men's and women's basketball, we'll start with the men's team so far. So so far, the men's team 1-0 in conference play. Always good to start off with a win. Everyone has barely played any conference games. Most teams in the nation really have only played one, maybe two. Uh, but they're 5-2 and two overall. Next game is December 6th against Maryland Eastern Shore. Uh, they're in the Mid-Eastern Conference. They're 2-5 and five on the year. It's a lower D1 conference. I looked on the, the the ESPN projected win, and it already has the Wolfpack at 90-something percent. So hopefully they can just take care of business and come away with a, with a nice, easy win before they, you know, it's really nice to start kind of get ahead. Just don't lose any early games in the year, like, like Villanova losing to every Philly school they've played so far. It's unbelievable. So it's, it's good to just, you know, start these wins early on and so when you start the conference play and when you get into the really important months of the year for college basketball being february being the early march and even late january it's good that you kind of have uh, a bunch of wins already stacked up so if you lose one later in the year it doesn't hurt you as much because in a in actuality what team is going to go undefeated I, it's so rare. I mean, I th- all the top teams so far have lost. Just this past week, so many of the top te- top teams have lost so far. I, I mean, Purdue was number one for a week, a week. Arizona's now number number one. How long are they going to last before they pick up a loss? They're seven and zero right now. Give them a week. So far, that number one spot has not been very friendly to 
whoever holds it at the moment. And even Duke, Duke nearly fell out of the top 25 standings. They lost a few game a few games so far. It's it's tough out here. It's 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 always exciting. It but it is it is tough out here to just string along some wins. But the one thing that I've really liked from the Wolfpack this year, the men's Wolfpack team this year, is the f- four guys in double figures early on start the year. Uh, Casey Morsell, Jaden Taylor, DJ Burns, and DJ Home, all with 12-plus points per game. Horn with 12.6, Burns with 13.6, Jaden Taylor with 14, and Morsell with 14.1 points per game. The one thing that I love, and I... I <laughs> I love the even scoring. It doesn't have to be like the all one guy scores. Like distribute the ball. This is what college basketball is for. It's such a different game than the NBA. You don't need one guy. You even if you have one guy, that's not going to help you. You need a team around you. You need to just play the defense and play the college game. Like be patient. Get in the sets. And the one thing that done it a few times and honestly most college teams do it that i wish that the, it, it, the nba would realize is it just benefits you so much and almost every college team has realized it by now but just getting the ball across half court and getting into your offense i mean you have 30 seconds on the on the shot clock which yeah it's a decent amount of time but in actuality it's it's only 30 seconds to work with why waste your time walking in the backcourt? If you take enough time, you're going to get across and you're going to cross half court with about – you're going to cross half court in six, seven seconds. And then by the time you get into your offense, you're working with under 20 seconds on the shot clock. What's the point of that? Just get it across. Just hustle across so you can at least get set. If you run in action – now, I'm not saying go wildly up-tempo and, you know, run and gun and get a fast break every chance you get. Just get it across so you can at least get set and then get into your action, get into your play. Even then, if you want to get into your action quick, then you can, you know, if it doesn't work, you can pull out of it. You can completely reset. You can just run a simple pick and roll to try and recover. You can, you know, get into another action. You can do, you don't have to just chuck up a shot at the end if it never works out for you because you actually have that time because you brought the ball across. I don't know. It's just the little things like that where it, it, it just drives me nuts sometimes when, you know, they just you take your time. Just just, just get it across. Just, just get into your offense. Score all the points in the world. T- take a three quick if you're that open. I, it, I, never, I never hate an open shot. If it's open, shoot the ball. You're, you're on this team for a reason. Shoot the ball. Just, you, you never know what can happen. Maybe you make the three and then you gain all the confidence in the world and then you become a 50% three-point shooter on the air. Who knows? It, it's a mystery. Who knows? But overall, the men's team has started off very well, 5-2 and two on the year, of course. Like I said, just keep, you know, win as many games early on as you can because it's, never, it's not going to get easier. Yes, you're going to become more experienced as the season goes along. You're going to build more of a chemistry with these guys as the year goes along, but so is every other team in the country and in the ACC specifically. So I just get all the wins. They've been close to kind of getting top 25 in the country. And with how many teams have been losing and, you know, getting some weird wins here and there and barely sneaking away, you can very easily become a top 25 team in a second. And then 
and then pretty much stay there the rest of the year, which <laughs> will bring me to the NC State women's basketball team who started off the year unranked. They were unranked to start the year and beat number two UConn while they were unranked. While they were unranked. First episode, I'm just running through the entire thing because I've been thinking about the the women's Wolfpack team beating UConn while they were unranked since it happened. It's unbelievable. Put up 92 points against them. Put up 92 points against the Huskies. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. And yeah, it's early in the year. I don't care. 92 points. Unranked. And that alone, that went pretty much that win alone shot the women's team up to to 14 at the time. At the time they were 14. And then they it went like this. They were 14th, they were 10th, 5th, and now they're third in the country. While they were 10th in the country, they beat the third ranked Colorado women's basketball team 78 to 60. It's unbelievable. It's already beat and yeah, you know, rankings are going to jump around whatever. But you can say that and, and and that game was before December. You can say that before December you beat two top 3 ranked teams in the country. Not, I don't think any other team can say that. You beat two and three. You're just missing. You, you just got to get the one. You just got to find. Just make the schedule yourself next time. But it, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's truly just just something special. I, <laughs> I remember seeing it, and I, I'm just looking. I'm like, oh, my God, wait. <laughs> they just beat you kind <laughs> It took me a second to realize they're 9-0 right now, first in the ACC, and they've just been on a tear. The women's next game isn't until Sunday, the, the 10th. They play Liberty, and their next ranked game as of right now is against Florida State. That's not until 2024. Well, you never know. Again, teams could jump in, jump out, what have you. But as of right now, their next game against a ranked opponent is against Florida State. That's a home game as well. That's on January 4th. And then right after that, they play 15th-ranked Virginia Tech on January 7th. So hopefully by that time, bare minimum, we'll keep the a top three spot. Maybe move up one or two. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It, it it It's a very – it's likely. It's likely in my mind. It's just been, so far, it's just been a treat to watch both teams play. I mean, it's college basketball. How can you How can you not love college basketball? How can you not love and just enjoy watching college basketball? I mean, come on. It, so far, it's been a great year, and I'm just I'm so looking forward to the next month. And we do have a, a bit of a break here and there. And like I said, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be very interesting to really see where all the teams line up and where all the teams stack up once the ACC conference play really gets into the swing of things when you're really playing just every team back to back to back. I mean, yeah, the new year is pretty much when it starts. Their first, I guess, eh, yeah, their first conference game is against Virginia. That is New Year's Eve, the 31st. And then from there, rest of the year. Rest of the year's conference games. 
from the 31st on, it's go time. So the same thing, like I said, for the men's team, you just got to keep stacking wins. And then if you lose one or two against the ACC opponents, against the Florida States, the Miamis, North Carolinas, whoever, it doesn't hurt that bad because you started off the year on fire. So (laughs) it's almost upsetting because they just had a game yesterday but it's almost upsetting that we got another wait another week. At least the men's team plays uh, Wednesday the sixth, so we got that coming up. That can kind of hold us over until Sunday. We got the Pop Dart Bowl later in the year. Let me check the date again one more time because I, I, I was I wanted to see if it's technically a New Year's Six Bowl, but if we're just counting the New Year's Six Bowls as the thirty first and the first, which is usually you know what it is, I don't believe it would count in that sense. But honestly, being the Pop-Tart Bowl, I'd rather play that. So it's the 28th. I was two days off. Yeah, it's a Thursday. That's I, I knew it was a Thursday. I just forgot what the date was specifically. So it's Thursday, the 28th of December. Uh, NC State will take on Kansas State in <laughs> Pop-Tart Bowl. <laughs> Last year, they lost in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. So... <laughs> Who cares about winning the Mayo Bowl? I'd rather win the Pop-Tart Bowl any day of the week. So just about wrapping up here. One last thing before I let you go for the rest of your day or night. Whenever you're listening to this, I said it a million times already. I got to go over my top five Pop-Tarts. I got I saw the NC State football team. They already kind of had a little, <laughs> a little video of, uh, I think it was, it was like Pop-Tarts with a smoothie or something. And all the guys were kind of you know, picking out which one's their favorite. I think immediately I heard someone yell, where's the brown sugar cinnamon? So I was like, yep, he knows. Uh, there's strawberry in there, s'mores. But this this top five is the correct list. I'll go five to one. And trust me, I'm a connoisseur. I'm a veteran in the Pop-Tart game. I've had years, years and years. It's the main breakfast of, it's the breakfast of champions for my high school and honestly most of college career. But number five, I'm going cookie dough. Cookie dough, it was it was solid. It tasted just like cookie dough. There's nothing more you could ask for. I'm a big desserts person as well. I think desserts are even better in the morning. It doesn't make sense, but at the same time, desserts in the morning, you work it off the rest of the day. You dessert at night, you're going right to sleep. Can't really work it off. You eat, well, you know, a few cookies in the morning, you have all day to work it off. Also, breakfast is very loose and what you can and can't have in my mind. That's a different topic trust me but cookie dough is five cinnamon roll is four i have not found cinnamon roll in the stores in a while don't know if it's just the grocery stores by me that they haven't had them lately but i'm getting a little i'm getting a little annoyed by it i haven't had it in a long time because i haven't seen them i'm getting a little anxious bring them back if you discontinued them just let me know but i need them back uh number three i'm going blueberry I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. Strawberry is far superior than blueberry. Well, we all have our preferences. Mine is blueberry. I may just have the correct taste buds. Maybe I have the wrong taste buds. Regardless, blueberry is superior to strawberry. And also a lot of just blue flavored foods are better. Like the Jolly Ranchers. Blue raspberry. That's the best. The Scooby-Doo fruit snacks. That little blue one that was kind of weird looking, didn't really look like anything most of the time. That was the best one. The blue lemonade, 
I think the blue raspberry lemonade at Annie Ann's. That's the best lemonade they got. I don't get it often, but when I do, I go to the blue raspberry lemonade. Blueberry Pop-Tarts. My point. Number two. This is a lot of people's number ones. Number two for me is brown sugar cinnamon. I don't know if this is a little bit recency bias because brown sugar cinnamon is what I had five out of the seven days of the week. Not even just counting waking up, going to school, running late, and even college running late to class. Five out of the seven days of the week, my breakfast and even lunch or a snack was a brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tart. I may be at that point where, you know, that food that you eat so often and you just get tired of it. I may be at that point with a brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tart, but if someone put one in front of me, I'd still eat it. And I'd still be like, wow, this is delicious. I love this. And number one for me, it's always been there. It's always been consistent. I've never gotten tired of it. It's still at its peak for me. The s'mores Pop-Tart. The s'mores Pop-Tart's delicious. It tastes just like s'mores. It tastes just like s'mores. You don't even have to toast it. Even if you do toast it, it's that much better. But at the same time, you don't even have to toast it. And it's that much. It's it's still delicious. It's so good. It's just so good. I, I might get one right now. I might, I might do it. It's, it's the best. It's the best. And if Pop-Tart, if you're listening, and I know you are, if you want to send me box of each i can do a live review or fly me out to the pop tarts bowl and i would love to take a nice bite out of your edible mascot which is crazy but awesome to me um my top five again number five five through one cookie dough cinnamon roll blueberry brown sugar cinnamon and s'mores pop tarts s'mores pop tarts is the best if you do if you disagree with me go get them and tell me for yourself or if you've never even had the s'mores pop tart before just go get it treat yourself it's delicious it's fantastic but that will conclude the very first episode of believe in the wolf pack hosted by yours truly luke nichols thank you for joining me and thank you to believe network for again just allowing me and giving me this opportunity to host this i'm so excited I cannot wait for the rest of the year for, for for basketball especially, but I can't wait for the bowl game as well. But remember, year-round football and basketball coverage, all your recruiting coverage, your number one source for anything NC State football and basketball. Thank you for joining me, and we'll see you next time.